Alright folks, for the download button, our Survivalist Podcast. And as always folks, you can catch uh, all of our old shows at survivalistpodcast.org. Survivalistpodcast.org. I almost forgot my own website and all places where fine podcasts are available. Also two folks, go ahead and don't forget about our... Uh, wonderful uh, Mastodon group, uh, especially like Twitter, but our own little private group. Uh, kind of like True Social, I guess. It's built on the same platform. But um, like I said, rebelsocial.media is uh, the site. And go ahead and join up there. You can chat with all of us there. we got a pretty good group, and uh, we keep on keep on growing. So uh, don't forget about uh, you know us over there. Uh, so I'm uh, using my new rig. I got a... Got a Test, uh, test, uh, test cam um, rig for mobile recording when I'm on the go so I can bring this quality podcast to you. So uh, if the sound is a little bit different than what you're normally hearing, that's because I'm not using my very expensive rig uh, that I usually use at my home. Uh, but like I said, I am on the go this week for work. Uh, I got so much, we got so much going on uh, between my business um, and my two businesses and some other stuff we have going on. It's just unbelievable. We are going uh, Monday through Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty nuts. Uh, thank goodness for my wife. She's kind of keeping everything running and I can't thank her enough. I know she doesn't listen to the show, but um, thank you, honey. I appreciate everything you do for me. Uh, so uh, a couple things wanted to talk about. A um, lot of well, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, apparently, the FCC is going to be going ahead and uh, actually investigating TikTok. Uh, they are saying now that it's uh, possibly going to be a pretty big thing. Uh, they're saying that they they're worried about the Chinese government, which is one of the own, which is that kind of owns TikTok. See, in in China, when you start a business, the government kind of owns part of it. So that's that's going on there, and now they're concerned with the, uh, you know, what's going on. So uh, the FCC is going to look into TikTok to see if they can possibly doing stuff with in, with election influencing, how they're influencing Americans, and all that stuff. It's actually rather interesting. Uh, been keeping an eye on that. It's going to be a lot going on with that over the next couple of couple. You know, anything with the legal system and the government always takes so freaking long. But um, you know, they're going to go ahead and investigate that and see. Uh, we know that TikTok has been, uh, you know, manipulating videos of that to not show what's going on with their their workers in their warehouse welding people in and this covid policy stuff and the rebellions and all that kind of stuff that's going on we know for a fact that they are using tiktok um to really to i mean just they're, they're manipulating it and using it and and to kind of you know look make it look different so um you know there's that and it's just unbelievable just how you know what what's going on over there they're, they're, they're basically locking these workers in and there's no food there's none of the food there's none of the you know water there's, i mean it's unbelievable what's going on over there and i mean yeah it's over in china but nobody deserves no factory workers china any country america deserves to be treated that way i mean they're locking these people in against their wills. people can't go home and see the fit they're just you stay here and work <laughs> um just so we don't you know but that, that's that's a dictatorship so anybody that you know we all bitch about america and i mean there are times where in this country you know things like oh my goodness you know you can't believe it but um look at what those people are going through over there i mean they're basically being forced to stay there and work and they have no other choice so uh, you know, really unbelievable watching these people, and we feel bad for all of them. But um, you know, thank God we live in this country, and um, 
you know, we they, we we have our shortcomings, obviously, but um, I can't imagine. I mean, trying something like this in America, where welding doors shuts a factory and telling people you stay in there, you work, and you're not coming out because of COVID, and, and it's just unbelievable what's going on over there. And they you they're they're cut they're cover, using TikTok to they're they're, they're saying the Chinese government says they're filtering out uh, videos and all that that they don't want people to see these workers in these factories. And we can see them here in America, but not not over there in China. They they use their the way their internet set up. They can filter that kind of stuff out. Plus, two again, the government owns part of TikTok, so that's been going on over there and um yeah they're also saying twitter they're 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 actually trying to manipulate twitter so that people can't see this stuff and it's just really unbelievable what they're doing over there and that's a big reason why they definitely don't want facebook in there because they they can't manipulate facebook like they can uh their own social media they're manipulating wechat so people don't see it uh and they're they're trying to make it they're trying to keep the rebel the the uprising stuff uh, out of the news and and they're really using social media to, to try you know and, and manipulating it to kind of cover it up and uh you know it's just really unbelievable what's going on over there it's, it's crazy but uh that's been i mean going on for i mean years now i mean but um now it's really coming to a head and i feel the people are going to be uh really up in an uproar i mean we i hope um, you know, <laughs> we all hoped that Russia would be in an uproar over what was going on, but that really didn't change anything. Those sanctions really, I mean, didn't make much of a difference at all in Russia, which is really sad. But <laughs> fortunately, that's just the way it is. And I think those people are going to be, I, I just don't know if they don't have enough power. They really can't do anything about it. It's just a combination of just a bunch of different things. And it's, it's really sad to see. So. But uh, the sanctions did not really have the <laughs> the effects that they hoped to uh, you know hoped hope to have. But uh, like I said, you know it's really sad to see what's going on people over in um, over in China. So I actually while I'm, we're talking about things going on over there, uh, let's talk about things going on over here. Obviously, uh, if you hear the uh, that's me trying to see what Opie the Wonder Dog is doing. He's uh, you coming in, boy, or not? Opie the the wonder dog is uh driving me a little nuts he doesn't know what he wants to do in out um like I said I'm on the go today trying to get this podcast done while I'm trying to get stuff done around the homestead I got stuff going on my rentals my business so I'm trying to trying to record this on the go folks and uh Opie the wonder dog is uh not making that uh any easier and actually Opie the wonder dog uh, it's gonna be three years that we have him uh coming up here in a couple of weeks um we got him around Christmas time a couple years ago, so uh, he's been with us a couple years now. Took a lot of training, a lot of practice, and all that, but he is becoming, uh, you know, kind of the family favorite here. Which is good. We love all our pets, but he's become uh, quite quickly a family favorite, especially with the the, the girls like him because he chases them and stuff. Beagles are always great family dogs, but um, yeah, like I said, we had a whole, there's a whole podcast on Opie the Wonder Dog. If you look back on our uh, all our stuff, you'll see it. Uh, speaking of things that the FCC is also looking into, uh, that put the ban back on Huawei. Uh, I think it's Hikvision, ZTE. Uh, if you remember, the sanctions were taken off, uh, but after Biden came in, now they're all being put back on all these Chinese companies. Uh, there's a whole list if you go to WhiteHouse.gov. Make sure .gov not org, uh, .gov not .com by the way, and you can see all the. All the different things that they're doing, um, all the different companies. I think there's Panda Cloud, and there's a bunch of other stuff uh, as well. So 
there's a whole list of it. So Elon Musk, uh, you know, in the news, uh, it seems like every week he's in the news with Twitter, but uh, he was in the news this week. I guess he's having a few, I guess Apple was talking about taking his thing off of the, talking, taking the Twitter app off of the app store and, and he had a beef with them. And, and, you know, it's him. He, he's had an issue over the years. Uh, you know, we've had Epic Games, obviously with Fortnite. We all remember that. Um, Spotify has been having an issue over the years with not so much with with uh, well, they've had issues with with Apple for years with Apple promoting Apple Music over Spotify, which is is wrong. They're doing the same muscle position that Microsoft did in the nineties. But uh, and then also too, we always we all remember um, what happened. I well, I mean, don't all remember, but I remember there was a big issue a bunch of years ago where Spotify wasn't allowed to have a watch app. Uh, even though they made it, it wasn't being approved. There's, there's been a lot of issues over the years um, with, with any of these, with music services or any kind of real service um, that Apple doesn't want on their platform, but the company should be on the platform. You know, Apple's got special rules for everybody. And, and you know, I've had, I've had talking about that, I've had issues um, recently over the last couple of months with app, with not so much with Apple, but with Google, uh, with them being kind of the gatekeepers of the internet. Uh, we actually had an issue recently with Google, where it kept taking our business listings down uh, because people would report them, and then and then they would come down, we have to repost them, and then it was just getting to be a nightmare. And uh, we heard heard our business for a while about it, but we finally got it all taken care of. But um, you know, who is Google to be the gatekeepers of the internet? And you know, who is you know. Apple, is, especially, is the the gatekeeper of the app world for for their devices, which I get it, but it, is it? It's not really right because, like me, with all these problems, look at how much business I lost because Google had us listed as business closed or or business uh, suspended or Google. I mean, we went on. This went on for almost two three weeks, and now, granted, we got it fixed. But for those two three weeks, I mean, who knows how much business we lost? And who is them to re- to to do that to? Google to become the gate. Yes, you know, I mean, I understand why they are, but it's not right either. And it hurts business. It hurts, you know, a lot of people with what their their ways and what they do. And it, it's just not right. And we had a lot of issues. Um, I've had a lot of people who have who have had issues with with Google and and delisting them like we did. And then you hear people all the time with 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 other companies just it's just, I you know I understand especially I understand that these companies yes, they're private companies and that and in America they have the right to do these things but it's also really not fair because when they're the gatekeepers of the internet because they are you have to go through them and because they don't have you know the best support or the best or that 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 particular piece of the it's not their primary focus but it's your primary focus because it's a big part of your business. It, it's just, it, it really isn't cool and it really makes the whole situation really bad. Like, you know, it's like I said for us with these Google listings, that's not Google's main business. Google maintains it, but it's not their main business. So the support for it isn't great, but yet that's how everybody finds us. So it, it was just a real big issue. And I remember saying that like, Google, like, you know, you guys want to be the gatekeepers of the internet for this stuff, but you're also, you know, it's not your primary concerns. And 
but people use it to find it, and it's just like you're talking to support people. You tell they're from another country; they don't care. They're just, and I understand they're just doing the job, but they don't understand that they're hurting your business. They're hurting what's going on, and it's just really bad. And they just, you know, when you when you be, when you're in a situation like Google or Apple is, where you where you're in charge of the app store, you're in charge of you know the search, you're in charge of these lit local listings. When you don't. If that's not your primary concern, but you're still taking care of taking care of it, like like you you have to have these these the ability in place for people to reach out to these people and Google and and Apple Apple's a little bit better with it, but Google especially like like you keep struggling with getting the, your your listing set up and struggling getting it posted, and all of a sudden, well, why? And you reach out and you can't get a hold of anybody, or you do, and it takes ten days to get an email back. I mean. You know, this is this is somebody's somebody's people people's business rely on this. You put this in place. You know, you 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 cause places like yellowpages.com have to go out of business because you did this, but yet you're not maintaining it now, and and that's a big issue. Um, you know, especially when you're talking about companies like Prime Example. Look at, and I'm not. I mean, this isn't, uh, you know, I mean, as big of a deal. But like, look at Amazon. I was talking about with their their. Um, Alexa devices or their Echo devices, right? They said they lost billions of dollars. They're cutting, they're cutting staff. They're cutting this. They're cutting that. But there are people who have apps on there that make a lot of that actually like make money with their apps. Um, stuff like Domino's, Uber, things like that. People that have built part of their business off of this this platform you made you encourage people now all of a sudden you're losing interest in it because you're not making money okay well what about all the people that have built part of their business on this and built part of their part of their businesses on this you encourage them to come there they came there they did exactly they built on top of your platform and now you're abandoning it or you're losing interest in it and now these people are going to suffer because of it I mean, it, it's it's not right. There needs to be something in place. Maybe, maybe not. I hate to say government regulations because I hate that so much. But you know, something in place to say, okay, we need to look at the, how this is being handled because people have built their businesses on this, and now all of a sudden, this is being people. You know, this company's losing interest in it, and now, I mean. You know, some you know we you know there's got to be something in place for this. Prime example, look at the there's a website called Google Graveyard where you can find all the stuff that Google has ever abandoned, and I mean all that stuff has hurt other people. You have people that built brands and stuff on top of these these platforms, and then look look at prime example. And I'm not trying to get too techy here, but uh, look at prime example with something called Google Stadia, which is their big online gaming platform. You had game companies build entire games on top of this platform, and then Google just says, "Yeah, we're lo- it didn't work out the way we wanted it. It's not as big as we thought it was going to be. Forget it. We're abandoning it." Well, now you had a business that spent you know uh, uh, you know probably you know uh, you know two and three you know co- probably a couple of people's salaries for a year or two to build this game on that platform and now they just demanded it it's it's not right i mean it really isn't and that's sometimes my issue with anything in business um reason why i'm bringing this up is because about business but kind of my big thing in business is starting a business or relying on a business that is dependent on something else. Uh, a prime example of this is 
um, just local, just, just, and, and, and this is any business. It's not any old business rely on other businesses, but a uh, prime example is, is there is a, like a bagel, there's a bagel place I know specifically that used to, they didn't have the facilities to bake the bagels. So they used to get it from a, another place. Well, that other place went out of business. So now they either have to do two, one of two things. They have to find another place to get their bagels or shut down. It's very tough to build a business when you're so reliant on another company. We see this going on right now with the supply chain issues, especially in places like the automotive industry where you have automotive you have you know mechanics and stuff that okay my business is repairing cars but i can't get the parts to repair the car which is tough because you're yes you're providing a service but if you can't get the pro get get the materials to provide the service you know you're dependent on being able to get the parts and and we see that and that's not just a mechanic not just mechanics in general but you're i'm seeing that in the appliance businesses now uh, you're seeing it in the computer industry i mean especially i mean prime example of this right now going on is obviously when you go to talk about uh, apple what the apple's going through right now i mean their their iphone production is going to be affected by this thing in china because again they're they're dependent on foxconn to manufacture the products that they make and now the iphone production is going to be down by 20 percent because of the whole covid thing and locking people in these factories and people kind of escaping the factories and running away because they don't want to deal with it i mean all that is going to seriously affect uh, Apple's production again because they're dependent on Foxconn. Apple doesn't. Apple does the research and development and designs increase the products, but at the end of the day, they need somebody to mass produce it. So they're dependent upon them, and and it's really you know it's it's a t- it's a tough situation when your business is dependent on another business, especially solely like a platform like 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 Amazon or Google or apple i mean that's you know i mean look at spotify as a prime example the the, the app where a lot of people listen to podcasts and music we do as well but uh, we're on there as well by the way but you know their their biggest part of their business relies on apple and google and if they have an issue not so much with google but with apple it affects their whole business because it's a big chunk of their listeners a big chunk of their user base is using Apple products. So they're dependent upon Apple to approve their apps and all that. And it's, it's a very tough situation when you're in business to be dependent on another business. And when that business is, is messing, is, is not doing what they should or not doing the right thing, or it, it really affects your business. And anytime you think about when you're out in the world and you're trying to come up with a business or a side hustle, you have to think about that. How much of my business is dependent upon this business? And sometimes you have to have a pre- be prepared. That's why I'm getting into survivalist preppers. Um, sometimes you need to think a little bit ahead and say, okay, things are great now, but what happens if I can't get these parts? What happens if I can't rent this machine? What if I can't, you know, if you're, you know, a prime example of mine, he's a buddy of mine, very good friend of mine. He's got a good excavating business, but he does, he always rents his equipment. Well, the problem, when then when the rental place he used, for a while had issues and had didn't have the machines he needed all his jobs got pushed back so eventually he went out and bought machines um you know which is a big outlay but he decided it was time to do it he couldn't be dependent upon another business you know so he bought his own machines which is fine but um for the longest time he was dependent upon renting these machines and then when he couldn't anymore he had a come he already had a backup plan of okay i have to get these machines you know he he had to come up with a backup plan uh and we saw a lot of that during covid and stuff of like that but um 
that's a big part of business is being prepared um, for the next step and what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and you know kind of always having a backup plan for what happens if I can't get this product what happens if I can't get my thing manufactured what happens if I can't you know you kind of have to do you know a lot of times when you're in business the prepper mindset is is a big part of it only because you have to sometimes prepare you have to have a backup plan um you know people don't realize that sometimes you know preparation um sometimes prepper skills and and business go together very very well and especially in business when you're you know you have to sometimes think of okay what's next what's next what's next what could happen you have to plan for the unexpected you have to plan for you know it's a very uh, a lot of times a lot of people don't realize people say i'm not a prepper but they don't realize they use a lot of the same prepper skills so uh a very interesting, uh, you know, thing I was thinking about with that the other day. How how much it's unbelievable how much prepper skills and business go together um, to a certain degree. So some other news I didn't want to talk about that I saw the other day. Uh, Cyber Monday sales hit eleven billion, um, up quite a bit from the previous year, uh, which is uh, you know which is much better. So it's the economy still still going strong. Uh, some other some other interesting news stories. Again, this might be a short podcast today just because i got so much going on, but I do want to get this out, and I do want to get it out every week, and now that I have my little mobile recorder, I'm recording on the go here as I go to my next thing. Uh, this thing was the best 100 bucks I ever spent. I got it on Black Friday because it's the Tascam, uh, T-A-S-C-A-M uh, device. You can see you get it for less than 100 bucks, and uh, it really is really good, good sound quality, good audio. Much better than recording on your iPhone or anything like that because it is... Um, like I said, this it's 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 designed to block out ambient noise. It's designed to uh, the way it records on an SD card. Uh, the microphones are more professional grade. It it really is, um, like I said, a really great device if you can uh, if you want one and can afford one. Uh, so some of the things, like I said, uh, we all know about the. If those of you don't know, there's the Georgia uh, runoff elections coming up. Uh, Herschel Walker obviously is in those and a bunch of other and uh, I forget I forget who's running me it is but um, that is going to be of course Georgia has the like I said the runoff election you nobody got 50% of the votes so they have to have a runoff election that's coming up I believe this week so we will uh, see what happens with that if we're going to get a Republican or a Democrat um, in Georgia it'll be interesting to see I'd imagine it's gonna be, I, hope, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm I think it's going to go Democrat even though he's huge I, I don't know I just can't I don't know he seems like a dumb. He seems like a box of. You know, he seems like a as dumb as a box of rocks. But we'll see what happens with that. Um. So talking about True Social, I want to talk about that for a minute. Uh, True Social, actually, I guess they're saying that they're uh, they're starting. They they're rolling out. They've been rolling out their ad platform, but apparently, uh, well, they rolled that out in July, but apparently that didn't work out. So now they're joining um, Rumble. For those of you that have heard of that, Rumble, it's uh, another. It's uh, basically a right-wing uh, YouTube videos, sign of YouTube-like kind of video site. Um, but apparently they're joining their, their ad program to try to uh, monetize a little bit of uh, what's, uh, you know, monetized to social, trying at least maybe breaking even on i know they spent they've been it's been costing them to run it but now they're hoping to monetize and make money um i don't know they're saying they have you know several they have a couple million active they have a couple million active users they're saying in this article a, a month and they're hoping to monetize it 
we will have to see what happens with that. I I don't know. I I just I, I just I think it's going to be tougher than the monetize. I don't think they have enough people yet. I mean, they do have a bunch of people that listen, or you know, listen, watch, whatever you want to call it, active users. But I don't know. I just don't see. I just don't see it being, maybe they'll break even, but I just don't see that ever making money for him. But, I mean, like I said, they joined the Rumble platform. This way they don't have to build their own ad platform. I'm sure that's going to save them money. And also, too, it'll help Rumble out as well because it's such a niche market for the, you know, in, in that space. And, you know, I just picture a whole bunch of my pillow ads. <laughs> um, Kanye was on Alex Jones praising Hitler. We all saw that video. That guy says he's running for president. I just, I, you know, <laughs> we all know he has some mental issues. Um, I really hope he gets he, he, help. Um, I feel, I really feel bad for his children in the sense of I can only imagine the blowback they're going to get in school over their father saying to, you know, Hitler was a good, you know, Hitler had was a good person or had good um, intentions. I don't know, you know, whatever he said, it was ridiculous. Even Alex Jones cringed a little bit. Um, but I, I feel bad for his kids. I can only imagine what they're gonna, the crap they're gonna eat for the stuff he's been saying. Um, I thought he was buying Parler too. I don't know whatever happened with that. I or if he's or if he was gonna buy Gab or Parler or one of those, but I don't know whatever happened with that. It kind of just, I don't know if it just fell to the wayside or. Um, or what, but uh, apparently that uh, we haven't heard much about that front. I'm curious to see what happens with that. So, also this week, <laughs> that was kind of funny, uh, Alyssa Milano, who we all remember her during the Kavanaugh thing, which was ridiculous, um, she said that she's giving, she's getting rid of her Tesla um, and going to Volkswagen, which is, okay, that's fine, but she also, you know, said it on Twitter, so, who, who, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just don't get it, I mean, if she's saying she, she won't support Elon, but yet she's, she's still tweeting, and she's still making, she made the announcement on Twitter, so what, what was the, I don't understand what the point of that was, but, um, I saw that was, in, that was trending today, I'm like, but you're still using Twitter, so, I don't know about that, and it's just going to Volkswagen, which is, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a, they're a great company and all that, but I mean, if you still get into their history, I'm sure you're going to find things that you're not super uber happy with, especially when it comes to World War II. So I don't know about that. I think it's the, you know, it's one of those things where I guess if you, if you dig deep enough, any company, you're going to find something you don't like. And the fact that she said it on Twitter made me kind of laugh a little bit. Uh, Google is, uh, Google has said they're doing, they're, they're, they're partnering. Google and YouTube are going to, or they still, there's not a lot of information. They just said they're going to be starting a fact-checking network group. I don't know what that means. They haven't been very descriptive about it. Uh, curious to curious to see hear what's here and see what if there's anything else that comes out with that. Um, I'm curious to see. Uh, so speaking of of things that are fact-check, apparently uh, Joe Rogan. Apparently, this is this is uh just came out the other day on a on a podcast network. Apparently, it costs a million dollars to to run an ad on Joe Rogan. So, in other words, Spotify charges a million dollars to run an ad on Joe Rogan. That is crazy. Uh, I think he's lost a lot of steam since he came on Spotify. I think he lost a lot of steam as well when he moved from. 
his home in LA to Texas. Um, I don't think the the show is as really as good as it used to be. Uh, as far as he doesn't get really a list celebrities anymore. Um, I really don't. I, mean, I think the whole show is really. Uh, and I'm not. And I'm not saying that because I, I don't like Joe Brooks. I do. I like his show. But um, lately, the the guests have been um, subpar at best. And I just don't think it's the show is not anywhere near what it used to be. And I think he's lost a lot of steam. Um, I don't think at any point that he's going to, you know, sort of is going to split ways with him. But I do think the show isn't what it used to be. Lately, I, I don't. Lately, I don't really. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, I don't really. You guys know I'm always honest with you guys. I don't really listen to Rogan really as much as I used to. Once in a while, I'll grab a clip here or there. But um, mostly, I've been listening to Sirius. Um, if I'm being honest with you, um, I listen to. Megan, the Megan Kelly show, uh, quite uh, quite a bit. I like her show. Uh, she was actually doing a podcast, and it got picked up by um, Sirius XM, and, and it's still a podcast. It's just she's live on Sirius from twelve to two, and then after that, it goes to you know goes to the podcast format. Um, as well as I listen to her. Um, I listen to well, Glenn Beck is on there. I don't listen to him too much. Um, I do listen to Stern. I like Stern a lot. Um, not as, I mean, he's on my morning show. I listen to uh, Mark Levin. I like his show. I do listen to Gavin. I, I used to listen to Gavin McGinnis, but now his show is all behind a paywall. But he, I do listen to sometimes Get Off My Lawn, which is on Sirius. Um, I don't listen. Uh, there's a lot. You know, they, there's a Triumph. There's a good Triumph channel. Glenn Beck is on there, too. I don't listen to him that much, but mostly Megan Kelly. But... Um, there's something called Triumph. Uh, Dave Ramsey's on Triumph too. They've they, Sirius XM. I believe it's channel uh, 111. But um, Triumph. It's a great channel on satellite. It's only on satellite. But a um, lot of good people on there. Megan Kelly, like I said, Glenn Beck, uh, Dave Ramsey. Which I'm not. I don't listen to him that much. But I do listen to him once in a while. And Mark Levin. A uh, lot of great people are on that channel. I really. Uh, like it and that's kind of what I've been listening to I don't listen to Rogan and those guys as much as I used to um, just because I, I don't know I'm just his show isn't what it used to be and, and the other thing too is um, I like I like those shows that are a little more uh, you know down the down the middle a little bit more uh, you know Levin is is a little more down the middle Kelly's a little more down the middle uh, you know there's not as you know, you and then you, you know, it's a little, little more. I, I like that channel a little more than the Fox News Radio channel, which used to be very good. I, I used to listen to not so much Fox News, but Fox News, the, the Fox News Radio. Um, it's like a, it was like a, or and it, it, was, it was Fox News Radio. Then it went to just politics, um, which is which is one twenty five on Sirius, which is a really good channel too. I like that, but um, the, I, I don't like Hannity, but but used to have. Um, well, Levin used to be on there and then used to have, um, uh, coast to coast AM on there. I still like coast. I still listen to coast when I'm, I, I don't listen as much as I used to, but I do listen to it once in a while. I still like it. Um, I like, I like Nori's take on some of the politics of that. I, I like a lot of shows that are more down the middle that kind of talk about both sides. It just because I think that's what we need in this country right now. You need to hear both sides of any good argument. Um, to really make a decision, you know, an informed decision. Um, also, too, one of the things we're talking about, talking about Twitter, I want to get back to something uh, a little bit interesting. I found uh, hypocriticism, hip, hip, uh, yeah, hypocriticism in this. Um, 
they were uh, interesting. They people were saying that they're leaving Twitter because of Elon Musk and brand safety. Okay, they're saying they need to protect their brand. People like Nike and stuff like that. We need to protect our brand. Protect our brand. Okay, <laughs> you're you're protecting your brand because of getting off Twitter because of Elon Musk. But you were on Twitter before. Oh well, Twitter's going to be too. Twitter's going to be just crazy. I'm moderating. Da da da. da. Right, but okay, but Twitter has always allowed porn. Twitter has always allowed um, certain things on the platform, even before Musk. You know, people are like, oh, there's going to be too much right wing talk. Well, there was right wing stuff on there before, along with the porn and all that stuff. It's like, 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 I don't understand. You know, there's always been. You know, he hasn't changed the rules that much. Um, you know, there's always been, there's always been, I think people are just noticing that there's like people are like, well, there's adult content on there now. There's always been adult content on there. There's always been an issue with people, things that people have said on there. There's always been people attacking other people on Twitter. I mean, Twitter has always been this. It's not something new just because Musk took it over. It has been that way for years. Um, I, I just, I don't understand him buying it. He didn't change any of that stuff at all. It's always been that way. Um, I mean, do I think the reinstating of certain accounts is, is an, you know, I mean, we play banned Kanye again this week, but that was <laughs> even, even he's a little too extreme for Elon, but, um, you know, there, there's always been, you know, people say, oh, there, there's people are attacking other people on Twitter now that Elon, no, people always attacked other people on Twitter. Okay, that's nothing new. There's always been porn on there. There's always been adult content on there. There's all, all that stuff has always been there. It just hasn't been in, in maybe brought to light as much now. And now that Elon owns it, there's always been bots on there. There's always been trolls on there. I mean, but but you know, and I hate to you know I hate to bring this up, but you know, being somebody who's been a programmer most of my life, when I used to, you know, even before social media on on any of these message boards or what they call the or the mail groups or any of this stuff back in the late 90s stuff of that or even the AOL chat rooms there was always these problems with with any kind of media when it came to chat rooms there well when it came to, to news groups when it came to mailings when it came to all this stuff there was there was always this problem and he, ever since the internet came online there's been issues with the way people talk to each other the way people treat each other the content that's up there this is nothing new um it really isn't um, I, I don't understand to a certain degree, maybe now it's more amplified because of social media or maybe more brought in the limelight now because politic, politicians are up in arms about it. But there has always been a problem with, with news groups. I mean, Usenet, I mean, back in the day, um, AOL chat rooms, forums. Um, th there's always been a problem with with being people attacking or, or things people said or things people do online, um, trolling people, attacking people, spamming people. Um, like I said, it, it, this is nothing new. It's just now being more publicized, more brought to light because of politicians. Um, I, I, I don't know what else. I don't know how else to explain it. It, it, it's not new it, nothing it's it's ne it's not what, what is going on is not new it is just more brought into light now 
and I think it's it's really a shame that um, this stuff happens online since the internet can be such a powerful tool but I don't think it's going to change anytime soon and I think that um, you know the politicians can scream about it all they want and people can yell about you know free speech all they want there's still limits to everything and I don't think unfortunately I don't think Elon's going to change it by owning Twitter I think he can try but it, I don't think I just think it's these problems have been on since, since the dawn of the internet and I don't think they're going to change overnight um, if at all but one thing I do want to say though um, that that is important to me um, when it comes to people talking about uh, communicating with other people and people talking about people seeing their about just just all the stuff uh, you know people reading other people's messages and all that kind of stuff um, if you want to communicate to anybody in 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 not a public manner and you want it to be secure and nobody's gonna see it read it and be able to throw it in your face um, signal is a great app for that. Um, that's on Android and Twitter. It's secure, Android and iPhone. It's secure. It's not like Twitter. When you message somebody, it is end-to-end encrypted. iMessage on the iPhone is secure, end-to-end encrypted. Um, there's a secure email. People don't know this. Secure email. Like when you send things, Google does read your emails. I mean, that that is fact. They read email headers and all that kind of stuff. Um, email is, you know, for the free gmail.com accounts are not, you know, people, you know, Google can still see that stuff, especially the headers. So there's uh, Terranota, which is a, uh, a big, it's an encrypted email service. Um, you Google Drive, you Google Files, it's mega. Um, somebody here wrote in, wrote in to me, the other day asking about whatsapp apparently whatsapp is is ever since facebook bought it it's not as secure as it used to be it is end-to-end encrypted and but it they've been having their their issues with getting hacked and all that i don't think whatsapp is secure as it should be um i would stay away from that one the one i tell people to go with is either signal which is 100 percent secure and it's ran by the guys that used to run whatsapp um like i said or what signal is the really one I tell people to go with? Mega is is one that I tell people to go with um, for end 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 encryption. Well, I I message is very secure. Uh, anything like Facebook Messenger or anything like that, any private messengers on Mastodon, on Twitter, um, just because they're private, they can be read by the people that run the servers. Those are not secure because a lot of people have been upset about that, saying that why well, I, I private message somebody on Twitter and somehow somebody found out about it. Well, yeah, because it's not people. People can still read it. Um, like I said, I, I would stay away from WhatsApp. I like WhatsApp, but I don't think it's. I don't trust their end-to-end security as much as I used, especially with the recent hack in the last couple of weeks. Um, like I said, Signal. Um, if you're worried about your email, G- don't use that gmail.com or at outlook.com. Use uh, use something like Proton Mail or Terranota. That's a, a securely encrypted email um, service that they can't even see your messages. Like I said, Mega for cloud storage. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of things you can use that. Um, are encrypted they're not necessarily the cheapest they're not exactly free but if you're worried about like like google drive or dropbox they're not 100 um they're end-to-end encrypted but when they're on the server they can read them google drive google can see what's in your drive uh dropbox you've seen a drive something like like i said something like mega or something like spider oak um all those are good for secure encrypted messages 
um, that, like I said, even the people running the servers can't read. Um, that's what I usually recommend. Uh, PGP email, uh, something called Mailvelope, uh, which you can send encrypted email from people to people. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of good things. Like I said, um, it's it's you know it's it's a you know yeah a lot of people worried about privacy, especially people nowadays that are you know especially and I think especially more than anything journalists, um, people that work with whistleblowers, um, people that uh, necessarily. I mean, I think encryption and privacy is a basic right that we all should have in this country, but unfortunately. Um, you know, especially people like politicians, not politicians, should be using encrypted messages. Anybody who's working, any journalist that are that are working on stories that need to secure their stuff should be using encryption. I mean, there's so many people that should be using encryption, but they don't. But uh, especially journalists, politicians, anybody with trade secrets, any, all that kind of stuff should be securely stored. And, to, and, and working with people should be, you know... So, you know, something like something like Discord or Slack are not secured. They're not. I mean, yes, they're secured, but they're not and, and encrypted. People can read them. Um, any of that stuff is just not not safe. So you shouldn't be using it. And, and that goes, you know, that's just unfortunately, that's just the way things are in the world. Um, you know, you really need to privacy is a basic human right. And unfortunately, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just, unfortunately, in this day and age, there's just um, a lot of people, you know, the government doesn't want you to use encryption. They don't want you to use those things because, hey, they want you, you know, they want to be able to read your messages. How is the CIA and the FBI going to read your messages, right? Um, but I will say this. If you're going to store anything up in iCloud, be very careful with iCloud. Uh, I know Apple touts security. But Apple just came out a couple of years ago and said, hey, you know, the backups on iCloud are not encrypted. And somebody said, well, why can't we? And they had said, well, the FBI asked us not to. So just so you know, if you are storing a copy of your phone in the cloud, um, it's not secure, just so you know that. Um, Apple or any of your contacts, all that stuff, well, Apple touts security and things are very secure at Apple, especially with two-factor authentication. There are certain things that Apple doesn't tell you, and that is one of them. That hey, guess what? <laughs> your stuff, um, especially your iCloud backups and your i and your phone cloud backups, um, are not a hundred percent secure. Just so you know that Apple um, was going to encrypt them. The only way to encrypt your phone backup is to actually plug your phone into your computer and fire up iTunes and say back up your phone it will say there's a checkbox that says would you like to encrypt the these backups you hit yes and it will do it if not it's stored on your computer by the way too unencrypted people don't people don't know uh that but yeah that's uh that's uh that's been yeah you know people yeah, that's what i'm saying you know i i just it's unbelievable yeah these are the things that nobody tells you that only people like me that are in the industry can tell you and that's that's a scary part about it they you know it it's you know like like people say to me all the time well well you know uh, i'm using dropbox that's secure well it is secure but it's not hipaa compliant someone's like what do you mean it's hipaa compliant no 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 the personal dropbox is not hipaa compliant the business one is, but the personal one is not. People don't understand, like, like, well, I use the professional version of Dropbox, so it's secure. E okay, but the professional version isn't. It's it's only the business version. You can have the pro, you have the professional one, you can have the professional paid, all that, but that's not HIPAA compliant. The same thing with Google. 
Google touts security, Google touts privacy, but look at Google's uh, policy when it comes to storing your data, and only their G Suite is HIPAA compliant, not their any of their Google Drive ones. I just like with the way Google has been caught for many, many this is something else people don't realize too is is Google especially uh, definitely without a doubt it's gotten their hands caught in the cookie jar a few times think about this Google sells you the I mean I mean we all know that stuff like Amazon Echo and, and all those things are listening that's kind of old news but prime example Google sells the Google router right Google says that they do collect the data but only for research purposes yeah okay same thing with the Google Wi-Fi mesh network. Don't tell me that Google's not collecting that data and sending it back, you know, maybe for research only, but it's still, they're still collecting data on you. Um, the same thing goes for, uh, well, the Google VPN that they just released on their phone saying, oh, everybody, everybody that buys the Pixel gets a free VPN. Yeah. Well, Google's admitted a few times that they're when the VPN is on, they're still looking at your data. So, I mean, it's, you know, I don't, you know, and I'm just picking on Google, but, you know, it's, you know, there's been issues, there's been issues for years with this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's it's just unbelievable. Same thing, and, and the same thing goes with, now the, the, now, the people talk about these password managers, like LastPass, and LastPass should know security breach. Um, but apparently they're they're still the way they handle the password encryption has still been secure so that I wouldn't say don't go crazy yet but um, you know they they do things a little bit differently in the sense of the way they they cold the blob and the way they do those things um, it is a little bit different so I wouldn't panic just yet but um, that's a prime example of of you know there's been issues over the years with them but they've been they've been able to keep the security pretty tight but um, there again, another company that you know, there's a security company, and and the same thing with with any of those um like those remote desktop companies like AnyDesk or Cisco. Well, Cisco doesn't have a free version anymore, but like AnyDesk or TeamViewer, those those sharing are secure, but when you get the pro version, they're more secure. There there's there's um, y- you gotta watch because some of these companies. They give you something, but then the the paid version is where the the you know the more you know you got to watch because it, it's not just because it's free doesn't mean it's always secure. Or sometimes if it is secure, it's more secure if you get the paid version. They're, they're very tricky with the wording in these kinds of things, which is why you have to be so so careful with these companies. Uh, and if you do have any questions, um, like I said, I do have a you know I do my main job is you know pr- you know security programming some of that. Um, so you feel free to. Uh, to go to survivalistpodcast.org and uh, my email's right there. Um, also to our ma- you know our Mastodon link, you can feel free if you guys have any questions to jump in the community or to uh, reach out to me on uh, a Mastodon or anything like that. I can answer any questions you have. Um, tell me your podcast listener. I'm sure I'll be thrilled to help you. <laughs> um, but like I said, um, like I said, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, I might wrap it up. Uh, a little bit a little bit less than normal but it's about 45 46 minutes um like i said i'm glad i'm able to now that i have this new device i'm able to kind of do the podcast on the go 
uh, which makes me really, really happy. Uh, forgive me if the audio quality isn't exactly as good as it usually is. Um, my home rig, like I said, I'm using like a Heil microphone and and a premium mixer. And and anyway, my home, my home, my microphone alone at home is a couple hundred dollars. I mean, it's a pro mic. It's it's actually a pro microphone. If you watch um, some of the some of the shows on Sirius, they actually use Heil mics. Um, Twitch uses Heil microphones, and they use uh, you know. Um, Heil mixers of that and uh, it's really pro audio stuff and I love it it's so great I'm so happy I'm grateful I'm able to afford it and have it but um fortunately sometimes I do especially with my busy schedule this next month and a half is gonna be very busy for me I'm glad I'm kind of able to have this recorder so I can kind of uh do the show on the go and get it out there for you guys because I do enjoy talking to you guys and and this is great too because um the podcast for me is almost like therapy in the sense of I'm able to watch the news and, and stuff and, and, and I kind of throw ideas out to you guys of that and uh, you guys are always great with getting back to me uh, you know I'm on on the shows I get a lot of feedback on the shows and uh, it's really cool and I get a lot of good ideas for other shows so I want to thank everybody for listening and we will see you on the next episode uh, thank you very much <laughs>